as a supporter, what are your initial instincts when someone tells you they have cancer? Let's hear firsthand. Hi, I'm Maggie. And I'm Dina. And this is the show where we get real and raw about breast cancer. The fear, the love, the changes, the surprising gifts, and the celebrations in it all. At the end of the episode, we will be asking you to share your real and raw insight from this conversation. Are you ready to dive into today's episode? All right, welcome back to Heal Inside and Out Conversations. And in the last episode, Dina, we talked about support and how challenging it was for each of us to allow the love and support in. Mm -hmm. And I love that conversation. And what how I want to kick this conversation off is to ask you a question before we even like get into what we're really going to talk about today, but why is support important? What, what comes to mind for you? What comes to mind for me on how support is so important. And it's amazing on how you realize this sometimes after the fact. And what comes up for me is that support made me feel that I wasn't alone. We're in this journey. We feel like we're alone. Nobody understands. How can our loved ones and friends understand unless they've gone through it? So to me, allowing that love and the support in made me feel more alive and not alone. I love that. Um, And I would agree with that. And (laughs) And for you, I will say that I think the reason it is so important to figure out and accept it and all of that is that it truly is a huge source of strength Mm -hmm. and it helps us to navigate our healing because we have that support. And it also serves our ability to really take care of ourselves. It reminds us of that priority. It serves that priority. So I just, it, it, I just don't want anyone to underestimate the value of being able to accept that support. So, yes. so we taught, you know, we've talked then about support from our standpoint. Yes. Now, the pers- yes. From our personal standpoint. Yeah. Now let's talk about it from a supporter's standpoint. So we are so excited to introduce our very (laughs) first guest, a very, very special guest. This woman has been a huge light in my life for probably almost 30 years now. Wow, I didn't realize it was that long. Did you just say 30? Yes, I just said I'm sorry. I I just, (laughs) we were five. (laughs) I was going to say, wait a second. (laughs) She was, she's been a friend. She's been a colleague. She's been a business partner. And she also was a supporter through my breast cancer journey. 
She and I worked together in corporate America way back, (laughs) way back when, when we both moved beyond corporate America, she has been at my side in my last couple side businesses of graphics design. And now all things love me healing, which she'll hear us talk more about in other episodes, but she's also a huge contributor to heal inside and out. And yes, she's she been is. in the background to date, <laughs> but she works closely with Dina and I to make this podcast possible. So when I was diagnosed with breast cancer, we were in the thick of a few huge client projects for the graphics design business, Meaningful Expressions. But I will say, we and, and of course, we were like super uncertain about, okay, so I'm telling her now I'm diagnosed with breast cancer, and we are very, very uncertain about what is to come, given this diagnosis, and given our project load, and given it was just the two of us. So... I'm going to interrupt you for one second, yes, like please. I do sometimes. Love it. But please introduce her. Yeah. So I will say Marla Thank is you. this mystery guest. I couldn't wait any longer. <laughs> this mystery guest that she helped me navigate the unknowns and she helped me navigate all the challenges with such grace so I'm excited to introduce Marla as a huge part of my support network. And Marla, if you could tell us just a little bit about yourself and we'll dive into some questions. Well, thank you so much. You're so sweet. You're going to make me cry right out of the gate. But <laughs> um, yeah, my name's Marla. Uh, I work with both these wonderful women. I have known Maggie, like she said, for a long time. <laughs> And I got to know Dina last year uh, through our work with Love Me Healing and collaboration on a bunch of stuff and then now on this podcast. So, um, but I live in Minnesota. I'm a mom and wife and uh, I have two teenagers. So enough said on how busy I am, but um, (laughs) it's, I'm grateful to be here and thank you for having me. Ah, It's a pleasure to have you here today. Welcome. Okay, so I am going to throw out a question to you. When Maggie told you about her diagnosis, what was your first instinct? What did you want to do to support her? Well, I think, uh, well, first of all, I'll say um, Maggie is not the first friend, family, colleague, mm -hmm. or person that's come to me with this sort of punch in the gut, C word, cancer, Um, whether it's breast cancer, lung cancer, colon cancer, you know, so many different um, impacts over my lifetime, but uh, it's always a punch in the gut and Mm -hmm. um, for everyone. And, but, but my initial reaction was really to mask up and just see what she needed. Where was she at with this? What did she need from me in that moment? And it was about sort of rejecting my own personal fear and where I was at and just loving her and being ready to offer whatever I could in support. And mostly that just started with listening. Mm. How was she feeling? What was she needing? Um, being her, being with her and listening to her and seeing her as I always did, that 
here's Maggie. She's coming to me with a problem, whatever that may be, or a reflection of something. And I'm just going to hear her out and see what I can offer in that moment. Seeing just quickly too, seeing you seeing me as you always saw me is more powerful than I would have ever imagined because it ties back to something you brought up, Dina, in our last episode about my identity. And I did not want you to see me as weak or see me as, you know, incapable of doing the things that we needed to do for, you know, work. Right. So you seeing me as you always saw me gave me strength to open up when I did need more help there. So I I just, yeah, that, that was like, I love that you mentioned that piece. Cause that was huge. Something really struck me as you were speaking, Mala, as someone who's, who wants to be the supporter, whether it's with your loved one, a coworker, a friend, as the supporter, you mentioned something about your own fear. Can you elaborate on that? I have a lot of things going through my mind right now, but I I would truly love our audience to hear what fear the supporter has. Well, of course, you know, there's so many range of emotions that you go through. And for me, it was, you know, an instant. Like the first time I ever heard cancer, it was sort of whispered on a porch, you know, and I was I was young. It was my grandfather. Mm. And so it had this sort of connotation of fear just based on how the adults were bringing it up. And then, you know, so as you grow up, you're like, oh, that's a terrible word. Right. It's a it's a bad word. So you kind of have that fear. And then also, I think it's mixed instantly with sad. You don't mm-hmm. want that for anyone. You won't wish that on your worst enemy. Nothing. You would never. And here's a loved one. And you're like, no. And then also a little bit of mad. Like, why yes. them? Why did this happen? This is not fair kind of reaction. And um, so, but, you know, none of that is what they need in that moment. And mm. it's really kind of stopping yourself in in the tracks and saying, yep, that is true how I feel. But I'm going to hold that for later. And I'm going to deal with that of my own and just how can I um hear hear what they are thinking and feeling because they may have already moved through that in, in silence in their own time and they're not in that place right now so you don't need to bring all that up you just mm, need to good point where they're at and meet them where they are so um it's just sort of acknowledging that it's real but it doesn't mean timing's everything right with with however we react to things um there may be moments where your loved one or your person needs to hear how you're really feeling they need yes. to know that vulnerability and they need to hear that but there's also times where they don't need you spreading your fear all over them like peanut butter like just you know it right. you need to step back and keep that inside to yourself for right now. And right now they need you to be, you know, the strength and the, uh, um, you know, almost that they can lean on you. Literally that's strength of supporting them up. Right. Oh, thank you for, for sharing that. Yeah. When, when you didn't know what Maggie might have wanted or needed when she kept pushing those words on 
you and everybody else, because I did it too. I'm good. I'm fine. I'm good. You know, how did you handle that? Well, I think there's a couple of different ways um, that there are a couple of stories that come to mind. But and and um, Maggie definitely is a strong, independent person and would never, <laughs> as she mentioned in the last episode, would struggle with asking for help or whatever. And mm-hmm. it, it's being it's seeing them where they are and understand that, but also kind of calling them out and having a little tough love and saying, you know, I I, I hear you, but. I want to do something for you right now. And I think you need to go rest or I want to give you the support so you don't have to worry about that right now. And so yes, sometimes you have to kind of push back a little bit, I guess, and gently yes. or firmly, depending on how <laughs> stubborn they are. I was just going to say, I didn't hear the stubborn word, but yes, that's in there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And that I and I will tie that back quickly to your point about masking up because you did such a great job of when I was being stubborn and working on that thing and struggling through it because I wasn't feeling well. And, and you know, you just recognizing that mm. and 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 helping me stop and really think about it, stop being stubborn, right? But stop and really think about, okay, I I do need to take the time and go get the rest. And it wasn't about the work or the priorities or the stress or the overwhelm of anything on our work plate. It became about something different that was in service of my healing. And so I appreciate that whole concept of the masking up, which has such an interesting dynamic. Well, and I think too, as a supporter, you're, you're, you're sitting in compassion in that moment and hope, hopefully recognizing what you have both said at different times about them navigating this big shift in their identity, right? So for you, for my father, for my grandfather, like all the people, my friends who have been through this, it's like knowing that they may be new to support, they may be feeling weak, but they don't want everyone to see that because that's not what their identity has been in the past. That's not who they feel they are. That's, you know, so it's understanding that and and trying to gently walk through that together. I think it's a good conversation to be like, if, if, if the pushing and the tough love seem too too much, maybe it's a simple conversation. What would good support look like to you right now, Maggie or Dina? You know, Mm -hmm. just having that conversation to really invite in some feedback from them in a more um, compassionate uh, dialogue. Right. Sometimes it's, it's having, like you said, that conversation with the person who's going through it as you are the supporter. Yeah. I know we talked in an early episode of of my dad who was calling my sister in New Jersey to to give me the love and the support without asking me what I needed or wanted. Yeah. You know. So, yes, it's it's really being able to be strong enough as a supporter with your own identity so that you can face the person that's going through it and 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 be able to say I'm here to help you and I'm going to help you. So tell me what you need. Like you yeah. said. You yeah. Know. Cause sometimes it's, I'm here to help you and I'm going to help you, but I don't know how to help you right now. Right. So I'm going to so ask and we need to talk about it. <laughs> <Right>. yeah, <100%. laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
Well, and the other thing I'll say too is with Maggie and I, we maybe had a unique experience compared to, you know, uh, when I went through cancer support for my dad, say, for example, he was in the hospital and I was driving to him, physically seeing him in that space, right? right. In, in person. When Maggie was diagnosed, it was late 2020. We were doing everything virtual. Uh, yeah, different. She, there were COVID protocols where she couldn't even take her husband and her daughter into surgeries or, or appointments and things like that, let alone just a friend or, you know, yes. whatever. So um, we spent a lot of time just having like Zoom calls or Skype calls or FaceTime, whatever, and those video call virtual <laughs> sessions. And, you know, those maybe would be an hour out of the day or or more or less, but it's different because Maggie could, in her own way, mask up and be tough for that call for an hour or that time period. And then she could let me know, I'm tired, I'm going to go rest now, or I'm not feeling well, I'm going to go rest. But it's different to hear someone say that than to see them physically going through that struggle and that challenge and not feeling well. And so I think I recognize those differences too. And I maybe stepped up in supporting in that way too, knowing that I didn't even have the full story behind what she was going through, but I kind of knew it from previous experience, if that makes sense. Just it's it's a different thing. And that may be true, not only for COVID or um, it could be just for geographic distance, right? You have loved ones or friends that are in other States or, too far away to come visit you, it doesn't even matter that they are also faced with those same things and they're not going to have the whole story or the see the full impact of how mm-hmm. your treatments and things may be impacting you. So again, those conversations may then shift to what you need because they're not seeing, so you can't make dinner. She, she's got to lay down and rest right now, right? So just different things that you might ask are going to be more important, I think, in those mm. situations too. That's a great point because I'm sure you can relate, Dina, that when, if I had, you know, meetings with clients or, or you know, even with you, Marla, but I, I didn't mask up as much with you. No. <laughs> but when I was done, I, I, I think I referenced this in another call we had, but I literally, if I was wearing a wig or anything, I'd rip it off because it was itchy yes. and it was hot. And and I, I might go just change into or out of my, you know, waist up dressy clothes into clothes and collapse on the couch, right? So the the scene versus the only hearing for that point in time virtually. I think that that's a great point, Marla. Yeah. I, I mean, I, my experience with that is I went to a physical job. Yeah. So you're talking about masking up and, you know, you know, saying you're okay and not having or not allowing the support. It was tough for me as a, instructor for the college because my students wanted to be the supporters. Mm. And I had, I don't even know how many students I had, but I do remember one or two of them coming to see me every day. They could be on campus somewhere else, but they made a point to come in to see me and ask me if I needed anything, you know? So wonderful. 
it's it's I understand what the two of you are saying, whether it was virtual or whether it was physically seeing somebody going through this. And then like what reminded me of all this, Maggie, is when you said, you know, the wig came off. Well, my scarf came off or my hats came off when, you know, driving home from work or just collapsing, you know, when I got home because I was just mentally and physically exhausted, you know? So that's when I, that's the time when I really truly needed the support. Yeah. Yeah. And there were, and there were times where I would literally say to Maggie, I got, I I got you take, take your wig off and your hat (laughs) off and just breathe. And it's okay. Like I can handle this. Like I said, cause I think she was a little nervous to the first and it was like, I can handle it. We can handle this. I'm here for you. We will work through this. So, um, I think sometimes reassuring and being honest with one another too is important and just be curious, you know, how they're feeling. Again, if you're listening and watching where they're at, you you will get the clues that you need on helping them allow you support allow you to support them best. Mm. True. Yeah, so so Marla, when I think too about how you and I worked together almost every day through my journey, I, and and then I know you also saw your father through it and a really dear friend through it and, and whatnot. So for our listeners, do you have some, of course, everybody is going to do it differently and it's based on who they're supporting, but what are your tips for our listeners as it relates to being that supporter? Yeah, I yeah, definitely. I don't want to sound like I have all the answers because again, I just show up as myself and do what makes sense to me. And everybody is different, and everyone's healing's unique. So of course, meet your person where they're at. And timing is is a big factor. There's all these things take a, require a little bit of awareness and sensitivity to the situation at hand in the moment. Um, but I think one of the things is there's a big piece of this that is, you know, one, seeing them as the person you've always known and not as neither a superhero and put them on a pedestal, like Mm -hmm. they can conquer all things, nor sort of this weak victim either. I think just hold them where you've loved them and had um, interaction in the past and keep it there. Like we would talk about things that had nothing to do with cancer. For example, that was our daily right. thing. What what did we talk about in the past? That's what we're going to talk about today. And then if, if I could tell you one to talk about it, then of course, absolutely. But it was never a focus. It didn't have cancer didn't have to be the whole story. It was just when she wanted to talk about it or when she didn't, we were going to mm-hmm. interact like we always had. And I think that's important for them and for yourself. Um, there's such a piece with both you and Maggie have always inspired me in the sense that you are so positive. And I think that mental capacity, that mental state is so important in how you react to treatments and how you react to your surgeries and how you handle the daily day, daily in and out routines and challenges and whatever. I've I've seen it go both ways where people are not as positive and it does impact how their day goes or their week goes or their path. Um, 
So I think that's another piece. And then I think as much as you can, try to be curious when you're supporting them and to find out what would really matter to them in that moment. So if they're not in the mood to talk today and you are visiting, just sit beside mm-hmm. them. Or if they're really exhausted and need to rest, but want you to stay and they need support, maybe it's pick up a book and read to them or read a magazine or something to them, you know, like find these creative ways to show support without it having to be um, energy draining to them in the moment, just meet them where they are for that, that time. Wow. That kind of just reminded me of something. Um, Everybody knows like friends and family know that I like my house neat. doesn't have to be spick and span spotless clean, but I like things neat. So my daughters or my husband or friends when they would come over, because this is what you just reminded me of is when I really was just looking around and they could see that I'm looking like I'm looking at that. Well, there's, there's towels that have to be folded or, you know, uh, the magazines are a mess, put them neat kind of thing, you know, all that kind of craziness. And they would straighten things up. (laughs) I love that. It's just a little simple thing. And if you know your person, like you said, that, you know, I'm exhausted today. And like you said, I, I need to lay down for a half hour. And then, you know, somebody's looking around and they're just making my area neat, you know, but that's what came to mind. I love that. Well, and I will, I have a lot of what you have done, Marla, and then even expressed in this episode makes me think of something that when you're supporting someone going through this journey, which Dina, you and I are on the other side of it, but now we're supporting ourselves in a different way, as well as wanting to support others going through it. You through your coaching, us through, you know, the tools and resources and things. And so what I would like to say is that Marla, you did such a great job. When I was feeling low, you helped me look for the high, meaning Not Pollyanna. I think sometimes we worry we don't want to come across like over the top positive or whatever, but it's, it's really just helping the person you're supporting see it a little bit more positive in that moment, whatever it happens to be the feeling. Right. I think. I I also want to acknowledge that what came once again it came to mind as as we talk I, I i can go into more episodes but let's face it and i'm i'm going to be real here this sucks oh yeah absolutely and the day that it sucks more than the next day i really had one or two people in my life that knew me that well that said today's a sucky day for you isn't it and i then i felt so much better well, yeah, even I know that. No, that sounds awesome because it's right? like even sitting in the suckiness with you. Yes. Right? Sometimes that's the holding space that is needed. So right. I agree. That's a great <laughs> point. Yeah. You know, and, you know, sometimes I like to to just bring it out and, and just say it because a lot of us are feeling it. Yes. And and we always and it's talk okay. about 
Yeah, it's okay because of the feel the feels piece, right? right. Like we sometimes we just need to sit with the feeling. And so yes. I I I think that I, I'm so glad you added that because it's not just always taking them to a more positive place. But right. when you can encourage, absolutely, it's 100%. about finding those ways to just to just navigate it delicately so it's not that Pollyanna or putting them on a pedestal like you've got this, you're going to conquer it all, and don't even worry because then it dismisses the seriousness of the nature of the nature yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I love yes. your point too about right. sometimes it's <laughs> sitting in the suckiness. There's an episode here. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Well, Marla, we've loved your perspective. And one thing that our listeners need to know is that you will be a special guest in future episodes as well. So I just want to thank you for for joining us, for supporting me through my breast cancer journey, for supporting us and Heal Inside and Out. Yes. Thank you, Marla. You brought a lot of good points here and it's just so refreshing to be on this journey with you and i've only known you for a little over a year and it's just it's amazing to see the love and support that you've given me in such a short time and what you have done for maggie thank you i celebrate you thank you both appreciate it so much i look forward to the next conversation (laughs) bye Thank you for joining us. We hope you found value in today's episode. And remember to share your real and raw insights with us by going to healinsideandout.com where you can also find additional information and resources.